Welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. Check out our newest story, Voice of Gratitude. It comes from Richard, who got adopted at five years old by his kindergarten teacher. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Black. Right in the heart of the city. Black. Man, black. listen, black. man. Black, black. <laughs> this is You Had Me at Black, and we live, baby. So, by show of hands, how many people have ever been afraid of something? All right, cool. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, right? Don't lie. I was afraid of everything when I was young because anything could be like able to cause harm technically like water, like a, a cup, anything. So I was afraid of everything, right? If you ever watch animes, usually there's somebody who's extremely strong, but he doesn't know he's strong as hell. You know what I mean? Like he's like afraid to talk to girls. He doesn't know like his own power really. And somebody usually is there to tell him, like, hey, bro, you're strong as fuck. And he's like, damn, I am. You feel me? So that's a little bit of my backstory. It starts in South Central Los Angeles, pretty much where all the hood movies come from. Baby Boy, uh, Menace Society. Right from the beginning in South Central, I was thrown into a foster home. My mom, she was a drug addict, a crack fiend to be specific. My dad was a crack dealer. It's a very common story, people. It's not like way out. The very first feeling I ever remember feeling was abandonment. Just, you know, like loss. The people who were supposed to protect you, they didn't want you. So it's like, it's a pretty crazy place to be in. I lived in an all Spanish foster home. I didn't really understand anything. It took a lot to get used to that, but I never did. Every day was kind of the same. And so because of that, I ended up being labeled as selectively mute. Has anybody ever heard of that? It's exactly what it sounds like. It means you can talk, but you're not fucking with people. <laughs> so that was me. So right from the beginning, I was thrown into a special needs school, like full special needs, Down syndrome kids, multiple sclerosis, everything you could think of. And it kind of really didn't mean anything, you know, like every day was the same. Every day was like just one full motion. I didn't really care about anything. I didn't care about the foster home. I didn't care about being at school. And then everything kind of changed one day. I met someone. It was a woman named Claudel Wright. And she was my preschool teacher. And so at this school, I was like the only black kid there. And she was like the only black teacher there. So right off the top, you know, like when you see somebody black somewhere, it could be anywhere. You could be at the zoo. You could be like at the store. If I see a black dude somewhere far away, you get that little nod. You're like, yeah, hey, I see you, bro. I know you. You're black. I'm black. Let's acknowledge each other from a distance. So that was that. And right from the start, we connected. I latched on. But still in all, like I was still me, you know, selectively mute, not talking, not really fucking around with people. So. Time went on, it flashed. Preschool is dumb short. So graduation day came up. <laughs> so I'm sitting at graduation. You know what a graduation is like, right? So now picture our graduation, like bad kids, because everybody is not like special needs. Some of us are just bad. Like, so it's bad kids there. There's foster kids. There's people who have families. There's a whole nine. And in the midst of everything, there's me. 
I had like a big ass head. So like I was like really noticeable from a distance. You could see me. And so I was pretty much just standing there in the mix of everything. Things going on. People get embraced. Family pictures. Some kids receiving presents at the time. I think like Nintendo was big. So like Nintendo's was out. People was getting Mario. I wasn't getting anything. Out of the blue, somebody ended up grabbing me. They grabbed my hand. I look back. I said, what was it? Oh, okay. It's, it's Claude Wright, my teacher. She said, hey, you want to go home with me? What? Yeah. What you mean? Yeah, that's not what I said. I'm not talking, but hell yeah, I want to go. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. So we ended up leaving. That's the crazy part. Like, we, we just left, and it didn't take much. Like, obviously, you know, I know now, like, there's probably some sort of, like, paperwork done or parameters like but I thought we just dipped like I'm like damn so picture this you know the end of a movie like every action movie all your favorite horror movies you see the person in a car and they're getting away finally at the end and you're like fuck yes Jason is done he can't get her she's gotten away right everybody else is going the, 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 the other black dude the, the main black dude he died already all the other characters have gotten killed in the forest, but this one person is in the car and you get to see them get away. How relieving is that? You know, you're like, yes, thank the Lord. That was me in the car. I knew right at that moment, I didn't have to go back there. It was beautiful. She was the greatest mom ever. She did everything you could like possibly think of. That same exact day, graduation, right to the house. We pull up, I'm like, oh shit, I live in front of Disneyland. God damn. Now, Disneyland has never been in South Central. But if you know, who's, who's ever seen, what is it, Step by Step? You know, a little golf ball, Disneyland shit. So there's a faith dome behind my house, and I thought that that was Disneyland. So I'm pulling up. I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, shit, this lady lives in front of Disneyland. Like, shit is going crazy. Next, she ends up pulling a Ninja Turtle out the trunk. That was a big fucking deal. The Ninja Turtles was everything. She gives me a Ninja Turtle, and she says, this is for you. And guess what? In one moment, Everything clicked. Everything lit up, and I understood. Between a black woman's love and 90s cartoon action figures, I found a voice. And I said my first word, and guess what it was? Cool. <laughs> so that was it. Like, right? You would think, like, okay, man, that's crazy. Like, full loop, right? We bonded great. She's my mom. Like, now, like, it's full on. There's no getting rid of me. So, what's the next step? The next step is she has a boyfriend. A boyfriend named Frank. Now, Frank is like a manly, manly man. You know what I mean? Like real macho man, like tall. Like a, to me, he was like a shadowy figure, like a, a Yeti of sorts. Like when you're small, everybody's big as shit. You know what I mean? So you're like looking up at everything. My mom was big as hell. So he was like gigantic. You know what I'm saying? And he had one of those kind of voices that like rumbled you. Like he didn't say much, but when he said something, you felt it. I was just spooked. I was automatically scared of him. I was like, I'm cool. I'm not dealing with him. You feel me? My mom, she's already gained my trust. Like, she proved herself. She did everything you got to do, but I can't, I can't just be letting people in. It's not the way it goes. So, time went on, and then one day, I was having one of those crazy kid moments that was like begging for some like random shit that you really don't need. Like, my mom had like a Snickers in the fridge, and I was like, come on, like, please let me have a Snickers. My mom got to that like black point that everybody understands where she's just like well how about this you go to bed because you're sleepy 
and I don't want to have to whoop your ass over a snicker. And I was devastated at the time. I went back to my room and I'm like, what the fuck? We, we've been doing great. You want to fuck this up over a Snickers? Like, come on. How many Snickers have we eaten? So I go to my room and I try to cry myself to sleep. I'm fucked up. I'm in there just ruined in my bed, depressed. The world's falling apart. And who walks in? Except for big, scary Frank, or who I thought was scary, crept in like a ninja with a Snickers in hand. He said, hey, don't tell your mom. Bro, mobbed out. Hello, regular. I was like, you my dad, nigga. never changed after that he like fully accepted it we went places we went cross country we visited black monuments and he just taught me how to be hella black you feel me if you understand you know exactly what i mean when somebody just teach you to be hella black so that was us like he he did everything he used to fix stuff he had eight tracks he had those black panther pictures with like the panther stretched out over the black couch <laughs> them everything so he was amazing. I loved him to death. He was really my dad, officially. And then, out of nowhere, he passed away. Three cancers at one time. So that's sad. It was like one of those freaky, like, crazy things, because he was, like, hella healthy. And he just, you know, it happened. So I was, I was devastated again. I was half the fam gone, like, right then and there, right off the top. So... The next step, I guess, was my mom figuring out, because, you know, she was a genius at that point. She realized that, like, you know, I've already helped him find his voice. Let me help him find another male figure, because I already had one, right? She helped me with that. But now it's on to the next step. How many people are or have ever been afraid of white people or a conversation with white people or large groups of white people? Don't feel bad about that either, because we're just being honest. I was fearful of white people at one time. I didn't know how to hold white conversation. I was just not used to it. If you remember, I was new to speaking. So I was just spreading myself out in my community. It's enough to learn how to talk with your your friends in, in your, you know, close close area. So I just, I wasn't ready. I'd never been that far. So how crazy is it when my mom signs me up for the Big Brother Big Sister Foundation and I end up getting a real, real, real white guy. Like, really white. Like, Jewish, New York. His name is Adam Side. He was set up to, like, come pick me up because that's what they do. They come and, like, pick you up and then you go places. So, in the beginning, I was just nervous as hell. It's kind of like when, like, a girl or a guy has, like, somebody they don't want all their homies to see. So, it's like, you hug her inside and then you close the door and then you let her go. And so, that's what it was. I was like, hey, yo, this white dude's coming to pick me up. People going to think I'm getting in the whip with the feds. Like, people is going to think, like, I got a psychologist. Like, Rich is crazy. What the fuck is wrong with Rich? Like, white people don't just be in the hood at South Central in that time. You know, it was just crazy. I, I got picked up that day, and we took about a 40-minute ride. When you're a kid, 40 minutes is a long-ass time to be riding in a whip. Like, that's a, that's a dip, a real mission. And so... We got in a car, you know, and I'm, I'm just a little like, you know, defensive. I'm not really chopping it up like that because I'm still fresh, you know. So right off the top, he ends up saying, hey, so I heard, heard you like snakes. Yeah. So what about it? Yeah, man, that's just pretty cool, you know. Heard you want to be a marine biologist. 
yeah, it's cool. It's cool or whatever. You know? It's like, yeah, man. I'm actually in the uh, marine biology and stuff too, man. You ever uh, look at National Geographic, you know? I, I order those. You know what I mean? I'll let you borrow some books one day if you need. I said, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'd like that. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. So we ride. In my mind, I'm like, man, it's, it's not that bad. You feel me? Like, it's whatever. I'm cool. Chop it up a little bit. We end up going to a place called Ontario Mills. Has anyone ever been there? Ontario Mills. When we pulled up that day, there was a fucking zoo inside of the mall. I freaked the fuck out. So we went there. We went through the zoo. Shit was crazy. We went two times because I was like, fuck it. Like, let's take another like loop around. And it was an amazing day. Like literally one of the most amazing memorable days of my life. And from then on, like we were always brothers. He's just as much in my family as anybody else in my family. Like I said, I was really afraid at first. By the end, it's like I felt so much a part of his family and he was so much a part of my family that you couldn't tell me that we weren't all the way related, which was like the greatest feeling. I felt like my mom helped me find another male figure and that was like her role to play there. And so fast forward a couple years, I'm in the 10th grade now. My mom, she's diagnosed with a disease that primarily black people get, but it's not really talked about. It's called pulmonary sarcoidosis. My mom is diagnosed with this disease, right? So early on, I'm like taking care of her. I'm oxygen tank changing the whole nine. Once you get in like a flow of things and helping somebody, you get really, really regular around it. So I was helping my mom at the time. Shortly after on Mother's Day, she passed away. I was devastated once again. But surprising as it may be, not the same type of devastated much different i was so used to like the wavelength of things and just so used to to being in that mode and i felt like i had gotten by that time maybe not all the pieces that i needed but definitely enough to to continue i feel like her helping me find my voice giving me those male figures really like set me up to be pretty much everything I wanted to be today. Courageous, faithful, steadfast. So that's why I was going to write my whole thing about fear. That's why I started off the way I did, right? But midway through it, I got around to a point where I was like, well, I feel like another fear I have is like pretty much talking about me. But I wanted to do something that was out of my comfort zone. Something that that felt like just just risky. And I chose to end up dedicating the whole thing to my mom. You probably wouldn't believe it, but this literally, literally, swear to you, the scariest shit I've done in like two years. And I appreciate all of you and love all of you. This episode was mixed and mastered by Miles Dotson. Thanks for listening. Do not turn us off too quickly because I have a cool announcement to share. But first, here's a plug for our media sponsors. Purposely Awakened is our national media sponsor. Their publication launched in the summer of 2016 to bring awareness to issues affecting the Black community and to promote Black businesses, campaigns, and movements. They fulfill their mission and purpose with socially conscious images, apparel, and content that promotes positive change within the Black community. 
You can find them at PurposelyAwakened.com and connect with them at Purposely Awakened on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Plug TV is our Los Angeles media sponsor. They're a digital network introducing audiences to people of color who live lives that are so much more than the sliver of the minority experience that traditional media's gatekeepers allow on screen. They have an original slate of comedy, drama, fitness, and alternative reality shows to authentically represent people of color and produce a more diverse Hollywood. You can find them on YouTube at The Plug. Alrighty. Those of you who've been with us since the beginning know that You Had Me in Black is really here to reclaim the black narrative. You know, we feel that the wrong people have been telling our stories for entirely too long, and this show is a response to that. Since we started in 2016, we've published 70 stories from people all around the country, but we know that's not enough. And reclaiming our narrative will take many, many, many more stories and voices. So... We are calling for your help. On Monday, August 27th, we're launching an open call for stories. And our goal is to get 30 stories in 30 days. So be sure to follow us on social media to get all the deets. And tune in next week to hear more. Peace. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. If you want to hear more stories like this one, leave a review. You're listening to You Had Me at Black.